0: Good Morning Teacher. I'm Noelle Pickering. On the Good Morning Teacher podcast, we bring practical solutions to busy teachers because you can love your job and leave your work at school. Join us each week to talk through tools and strategies that help you maximize your time and effort both in the classroom and at home. I'm excited to cheer you on as you face the week ahead. Morning teachers, you're listening to episode number 32. Last week on the podcast, we talked all about those essential items that you want to keep at school to save you time, energy, and maybe a little embarrassment from spilled coffee. Be sure to check it out at maneuveringthemiddle.com episode 31. Today we are talking about how to make math meaningful so that your students begin to realize that everyone is a math person and that it is relevant to their life. I mean, are you even a math teacher if you haven't been asked the question, so when are we gonna use this in real life? Okay, let's do it. Making math relevant and exciting to students takes some serious skill. My highest highs in the classroom were when students would tell me that they didn't like math before taking class and now math was one of their most favorite subjects or something they really looked forward to. The idea that they clicked and it all made sense to them. I firmly believe that everyone can be a math person and I am all about combating the mindset that only some people are capable of quote-unquote doing math, right? You can make math fun and engaging in a variety of ways, but how do you make math relevant? How can you extend students' understanding and love of math to outside the classroom? I thought I would break down a few ideas for you. If you listen and take even just one small idea away that you can incorporate in your classroom, then hopefully I've done my job here. First up, this may seem pretty obvious, but it really is the key to modeling what it looks like to be a math person, and that is to share your excitement. Excitement is contagious. I mean, have you ever been to a child's birthday party or a college football game? Even the most reluctant of kids or fans eventually gets excited. In our personal lives, we see this all the time. My husband is a huge Houston Astros fan. He loves baseball, and my two boys also, in turn, loved playing baseball in the backyard with him. When they were old enough, we signed them up for Little League, and they love it. I was not really a baseball fan. I found it pretty mundane, a little slow, until my kids played, right? Their excitement and enthusiasm for the game, plus my love for them, made me appreciate baseball in a totally different way. I can think of several examples in my classroom in which I was super excited to teach the concept and we had such a great time. My kids did exceptionally well on those topics. And while I can't be certain it was caused by by my enthusiasm, I am sure it did help. So when you see something in the real world, snap a picture, show your class, point out examples based on their interests and what they like to do. You could find something like a flyer that doesn't make sense mathematically. We've all seen those, right? To something interesting that's going on like the GameStop um, investing and Reddit, right? In fact, I saw a graph on the news this morning and it was so fascinating. It would be a great talking point about investing, risk, and just generally looking at a graphical representation of data. A second way to make math meaningful is to promote problem solving in your classroom. If you are looking for ideas on breaking down problem solving and how exactly to do that, check out episode 29 at maneuveringthemiddle.com slash episode 29. Now, as I mentioned before, that ever looming question of when are we going to use this used to kind of freak me out, especially when I was new to teaching. But I don't think that students are Asking this as a gotcha or to trap you. They genuinely want to know. They haven't seen that concept before. They're unfamiliar with it and they're curious. So I love to set the stage at the beginning of the year. Math is all about thinking and learning to be a problem solver because that skill is limitless as to where it will take you. Everyone solves problems throughout their life, and learning to persevere and struggle through a math problem gives you the confidence and the grit to do so in the real world. There are obviously going to be concepts like percents or linear representations that they will encounter all the time, but there are others that are more specific to certain careers, right? However, all math questions are problems to solve and that building of the problem-solving muscle in our brains, and so it's strong and ready to encounter new situations. This can become a mantra in your classroom and something that you continue to reinforce all year long. Thirdly, Really think about tailoring curriculum to student interests. I read an article recently that brings me to point three. Tailor your content to your student interest. Now, I think we know this deep down, but let's flesh it out for a minute. The study, which I'll link to in the blog post at maneuveringthemiddle.com slash episode 32, shares that when curriculum is personalized to students' interests, they are more successful. And this is a quote from the study. In the study, half of the students chose one of several categories that interested them, things like music, movies, sports, social media, and were given an algebra curriculum based on those topics. The other half received no interest-based personalization. Walkington found that students who had received interest-based personalization mastered concepts faster. Now, while changing your entire curriculum or rewriting problems may not be something you can manage right now, consider a few other options. This is what he says in the study. We picked out the students who seemed to be struggling the most in Algebra 1, and we found that for this subgroup of students that were way behind the personalization was more effective. So this may be something that you consider as you write future problems or consider future projects. Think about those students that need that extra emphasis or that extra boost, right? What are they genuinely interested in? How can you include that into your math classroom? Can your classroom economy be related to an interest? What about the names of your groups? It has a lot of different options. It can start simple. One quick win that comes to mind is when I would work in small groups. I had three students who needed a little extra incentive, and so we tried to keep everything soccer-related. As they got problems correct, we called them scoring goals, and I just did as much as I could to keep them engaged in that way. Number four, teach students to ask the questions. This is one of my most favorite ways to engage students, and it's a super easy lift. The idea is that you can extend their student thinking And it makes for a great math discourse, and any student can participate and get creative. Plus, it's super interesting to see the connections that students are able to make. Now, there are a few options here, but first, and probably the most simple way to incorporate this, is when you present a word problem, cover up the question. So typically, a word problem gives information, and then it asks a question at the end for students to solve. Instead, cover up that last question and ask students to come up with their own question. So easy to do, and it'll be insightful to hear their responses. Now, a second option is to put up a graph, a table, a picture of the price at a grocery store, a receipt, whatever you can find that has some information on it, and ask students what could the question be. On the blog, I share a picture of a road sign that shows Las Vegas, 72 miles, Salt Lake City, 493 miles. Now, try it with your class at the beginning of your rates or proportionality unit. What could the question be? And then ask again at the end of the unit to see what your students have learned. Another idea is just to take your receipt from your latest gas purchase, project it, and ask students, well, what could the question be? Instead of presenting the questions, asking students what types of questions the class could consider, you will be amazed at the responses you receive. So as a quick recap, we are the leaders of our classrooms and we get to make math meaningful and help all students to believe that they can be a math person, right? Saying that with quotes. We do this by sharing our enthusiasm for math, promoting problem solving, teaching students to be problem solvers, tailoring curriculum to student interest, and teaching students to ask the questions. As a quick note to any of our All Access members listening, we are so excited to share that our video library began rolling out last week. It is super exciting to see the videos being utilized by teachers and students across the country. So be sure to check your All Access dashboard for more details. Here at the Good Morning Teacher podcast, we love sharing practical ideas to make teaching sustainable and enjoyable and are so happy to join you along in the journey. I am cheering you on you can tag us at Maneuvering the Middle on both Facebook and Instagram. If you've been loving the podcast, then we would love a five-star review. It helps us to be found by other teachers. For all of the links, resources, and any freebies mentioned today, in one easy place, check out ManeuveringTheMiddle.com slash episode 32. I'm Noelle Pickering, and you've been listening to the Good Morning Teacher podcast. Until next time, friends, make it a great week.